Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlock big ideas from world bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features, get your free mind snack now. Today we will unlock the book finish, give yourself the gift of done. In this era of rapid development, the standards we set for ourselves are getting higher and higher. We all strive to be competent in our jobs, to stay healthy and fit. For that, we set multiple goals urging ourselves to accomplish them all at once. However, have you ever experienced anything similar to the following situations? You want to get fit, so you pay for a gym membership. But then, because of working overtime, you don't even make it there once. It makes you feel like a failure, so you decide to try again next year. Or your New Year's resolution is to achieve higher performance at your workplace. But when one of your projects does not go according to the plan, you choose to give up on your goal. You believe that you are simply not smart enough, so no matter how hard you work, it won't make a difference. You feel extremely disappointed with yourself, but in reality this phenomenon is common. According to one study, 92% of New Year's resolutions fail. That means that only 8% of people follow through with making their New Year's resolutions come true. So, why do we really fail to finish our goals? Could it be that we did a poor job planning? Or that we did not push ourselves hard enough? According to Finish, we abandon our goals halfway through the process, precisely because we strive for perfection. After elaborating on the results of systematic research on goal-related subjects, this book concludes that finishing the goal is more important than doing it perfectly. So, we can reach our goals only when we sidestep the traps of perfectionism. In this bookie, our conversation about avoiding the traps of perfectionism and making our goals come true will be discussed in the following three parts. Part 1, How to Set a Goal. Part 2, How to Keep the Goal on Track. Part 3, How to Finish the Goal. Part 1, How to Set a Goal. We often think that we don't achieve our goal simply because we don't work hard enough. But in reality, it happens because of mistakes we make in the very process of goal-setting. But how can we go about it the right way? In this book, Akov shows us three ways to enhance our ability to set goals. First of all, we need to cut our goal in half. At this point, you might feel that this advice is incorrect because it is important to set big goals. A big goal will make you feel excited and motivate you to finish it. However, this book provides the opposite advice. Cutting our goal in half will help us to achieve it. But how is that possible? Akov points out that at the time of setting a goal, we are often too optimistic. This phenomenon relates to a theory called planning fallacy. A book titled, Thinking Fast and Slow by Daniel Kahneman has thoroughly discussed this theory. He explains that it is a phenomenon in which predictions about how much time will be needed to complete a future task display an optimism bias and underestimate the time needed. And it has been scientifically proven that we easily get caught up in the planning fallacy. During one study, psychologists asked students to estimate how long it would take them to finish their thesis in best-case and worst-case scenarios. On average, the students claimed that they needed 30 to 40 days. But in reality, it took them about 56 days to finish, which is almost twice their estimate. Here we can clearly see how the planning fallacy causes one to be overly optimistic when setting a goal. A goal which is too big starting out has a negative impact on one's ability to finish. 
When working toward finishing our goal, we will face some difficulties and challenges. It is not hard to see that making the goal big also creates big challenges. More importantly, when we make a mistake or feel that things are not going the way we had planned, we can easily fall into the trap of perfectionism. We think that if something is no longer perfect, we should just give up on the whole thing at once. However, if we cut our goals in half, it may be easier for us to stick to them due to initial easy success. For example, if you set the goal of running 4 kilometers, but are only able to run 3, you might get so disappointed that you even quit running altogether. But what if, when setting this goal, you choose to run 2 kilometers instead of 4? In that case, you will feel greatly motivated by running 3 kilometers, and you will be willing to put more effort into running. Similar strategies can also be found in the bookie of mini habits. Give it a listen if you want to know more. You might say that there are some goals that we cannot cut in half. That is true. Goals related to medical treatments or life-saving matters certainly cannot be cut in half. Deciding whether or not the planning for an important race can be cut in half should rely on the advice of experts. There are a few other situations when cutting a goal in half is not really an option. In that case, we can change the approach and double the time given for completing our goal. The purpose is not to make the goal smaller, but to avoid becoming discouraged by a goal that is too big. So, extending the timeline is a necessary step towards finishing our goal. It is also important to see what we can give up in order to provide more time for our goal. We never want to admit that time has its limits. Due to perfectionism, we often set too many goals and are determined to complete them all at the same time. However, we eventually find ourselves unable to handle all of these tasks at once, and we feel ashamed and give up on our set goals. To avoid this trap, we should look at the time we've set to complete our goal, and decide what we are going to give up during this time. This will help us to concentrate on achieving the most relevant goal. But how do we choose what to give up? For this, ACUF presents us with the red light, green light approach. Make a list of things you need to do, and take a few moments to think about what moves you toward your goal. The activities that help you to reach your goal are green lights, and you shouldn't give those up. For example, if you want to stay healthy and fit, then cooking lunches by yourself is definitely a green light. Fresh ingredients and healthy cooking methods will help you to reach your goal. Other activities that hinder or delay your progress are the red lights and should be given up. For example, joining your friend for a nighttime house party may sound fun. But it's actually a red light because you are going to consume loads of high-calorie foods like cakes and soda, which will disrupt your weight loss plan. But what do we do about the activities that we can't give up? What if your friend invites you to a late-night dinner at your favorite restaurant? In this case, ache of highlights, we need to have the courage to say no. If we really want to finish something, we might need to put some relationships on hold. A real friend won't get angry at you for not accepting their invitation. If you want to learn more about how you can say no to people, please listen to our bookie of essentialism. If, for the time being, you are not used to saying no, or cannot give up certain activities, then you should instead consider simplifying them. Here is an example from the book. Grocery shopping is an essential thing that we all need to do. At busy times, when there is no time to go to the supermarket, Acuff's wife orders their groceries online. When she goes to pick up her order, it is placed directly into the trunk of her car by the store's staff. 
she doesn't even need to leave her car. By ordering online, she greatly simplified the process of grocery shopping. Another thing we can do when setting a goal is to make it fun. Often, we link the word goal with horrible-sounding words like pain, striving, and frustration. We think that the harder and the more insufferable the goal is, the more it is worth. A fun goal doesn't feel like a goal for us. These are the myth that perfectionism tells us. Akef says that making the goal more joyful is not only important but also necessary. Here he shares his own example. When he had a goal to become a good snooker player, he first found himself a professional coach. And on a cold Saturday afternoon in February, he showed up on his college campus for his first lesson. The student union was locked, so he and his coach spent two hours in a lobby playing snooker without the table. For the rest of the lessons, he was taught different techniques and instructed to repeat some actions again and again. He found the process boring and painstaking, so he quit after the fourth lesson. He says that it was not because he hated snooker, but because he didn't have fun in the learning process. And that if he went to the recreation center or played tennis with his neighbors, he would have stuck to it. As we can see, when setting a goal, we should make sure that there is a fun aspect to it. To make the goal fun, we need to identify what motivates us. According to Akef, our motivation to finish the goal may fall into two categories. The first one is reward motivation. These people are stimulated by the rewards that achieving their goal will give them. For them, the prize associated with accomplishing their goal is a driving force and their own version of fun. The second category is fear motivation. For these people, motivation comes from preventing an undesired outcome. They start doing something only when they know that not doing it will get them into trouble. In order to illustrate this, let us view these two categories through the example of a workout goal. If showing off your fit body on the beach makes you feel happy, then you are a reward-motivated person. But if you are scared that lack of exercise will make you prone to health issues, then fear is your motivation in this case. At this point, you might feel puzzled about how the concept of fear motivation can bring any fun to your goal. But even fear-motivated people acknowledge the feeling of rush and excitement they get from beating the deadline at the last second. It's like dogging a bullet. And this feeling of averting disaster is, in fact, a source of fun. After identifying where your motivation comes from, you can easily incorporate it into your plans. For example, imagine that a project was assigned to you at work. If you are motivated by the fear of a deadline, you can give yourself a few small deadlines throughout the process. If you are motivated by reward, give yourself a little prize once you finish the project. It doesn't really matter if it is the idea of a reward or fear that motivates you, as long as you can incorporate your motivation into the goal you are setting, you are more likely to accomplish it. This brings us to the end of the first part, in which we discussed the right ways to set a goal. Under the influence of perfectionism, we tend to set unreachable goals or too many goals at a time. It causes us to encounter many difficulties when achieving those goals. So, to set a goal, we can cut it in half, choose what we want to give up on the way to achieving it, and, last but not least, we have to make sure the process is fun. Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller, please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play, get your free mind snack now.